Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. with us tonight and to spend this Christmas Eve with us here at Rethink Life Church. And I'm so thankful that tonight we could come together and we could do one thing collectively, and that is to worship our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Because tonight it is all about Him. It is His birthday, and Jesus Christ truly is the reason for the season. Can I get an Amen. Well, I'm curious tonight, how many of you perhaps have uh, come to Orlando, maybe from somewhere else across the country or maybe somewhere else around the world, but you came to Orlando to visit friends, visit family members, to spend your Christmas here in our city of Orlando, Florida, but you live somewhere else. Can I see your hand? Well, I want you to know, for those of you that are here tonight and you're from somewhere else, but you traveled a great distance to be with us tonight, to be with your friends and to be with your family, I want you to know especially I have great admiration and really great appreciation for you because I also have a lot of empathy knowing that it can be an ordeal to get on the airplane or you know, pack the family up in a car and dri- drive a, a great distance or fly a gr- great distance to, to be with friends and family. Because I know that in that type of situation, especially with the time and the energy and the effort and the sacrifices that go with it, it can truly be an ordeal. For the first number of years when we moved to Orlando ourselves, we uh, of course had small children at the time and Uh, We always traveled back to Texas because that's where most of our family lived. And so we would travel and we would have to uh, leave typically on Christmas morning because we'd have our Christmas Eve services on Christmas Eve. And so we would get up early in the morning, try to catch the first flight out. And it was always an ordeal. And I'll never forget when our children were much, much smaller. In fact, my son Luke, who you just heard sing a few moments ago, he was literally just a baby And uh, here we are on the airplane, we're flying, and we hadn't been in the air probably for more than 30 minutes on our way to Dallas on Christmas Day, when my son Luke suddenly went projectile with his vomit. In other words, he got very, very sick, and uh, so in the midst of this moment, when all eyes from all rows were looking back at us, because I'm telling you, it became a mess, as you can only imagine. And so, uh, I, you know, I've got it on me. The people in front got it on them. Uh, you know, I mean, it was quite an ordeal. So I grabbed Luke. We're going down the aisle to the bathroom. And, uh, you know, there's little small bathrooms there at the front, you know, near the, near the front of the plane. Uh, I take Luke. I literally uh, stripped him of his clothes, tried to clean him all up. And here I am now, leaving the bathroom, walking up the aisle, going back to our seat. And our son Luke, bless his heart, he's butt naked. And everybody is looking at us. And they're thinking, 
why in the world do you bring your kids on an airplane like this? But it was one of those moments where we were embarrassed. We felt horrible for Luke, felt horrible for the people around us. And it wasn't, you know, obviously the most um, pleasant smells you can imagine for the rest of the flight on our way to Dallas. And so I'll never forget, because we didn't have any clothes to change him into, we took, thank God, the navy blue blanket from Southwest Airlines, and we wrapped our baby boy Luke up in, in swaddling blue blankets. And I'll never forget, when we arrived in Dallas, we get off the plane, and now we're going to the baggage claim. He has no clothes on, we're wrapped, we wrapped him up in the, in the blue blanket, and our daughter Ashlyn and our daughter Rebecca and Michelle were all you know, carrying our bags. We're going to the baggage claim, and sure enough, when we get to the baggage claim, you guessed it, our bags did not arrive. We had a large box that also went missing, and inside that box were all of the Christmas presents that we had wrapped, that we had taken to Dallas. And even though our bags eventually made it and they showed up, our box never did. And still to this day, that box is still missing. But I said all that to say that, you know what? Traveling over Christmas and just Christmas in and of itself, especially when we're making the effort to see friends and to see family and to be with family, oftentimes can be an ordeal. But here's what I want to do for the next few moments tonight. I want to ask the question and really help answer the question, what is the big deal about Christmas? Because for a lot of people, Christmas can be an ordeal. But the greatest thing that I believe that many of us can wrap our minds around tonight is more than Maybe just the celebration of Christmas and maybe the vacation aspect of Christmas, but most importantly, the transformation of Christmas that God wants to bring about in each of our hearts. In fact, if you've ever asked yourself the question, what is the big deal about Christmas? In other words, why in the world did a baby who was born... With no hype, no fanfare, in a little town in the Middle East, why in the world would something such as that literally cause people to travel around the world to see friends and to see family, to go through the ordeal of getting from this place to that place, to be with friends and family for Christmas? Why in the world would a baby born over 2,000 years ago cause businesses and companies to literally shut down? Why in the world would a baby born over 2,000 years ago in the Middle East cause traffic jams at shopping centers and malls and, and create so much chaos on the freeways and the highways? Why in the world would something like that in many ways create such a big, big deal when it comes to this issue of Christmas? Well, the reason why is because of the relevancy of Christmas. You ever thought about that? I mean, why in the world would Christmas be relevant to those of us living in 2022? I mean, what is the big deal about Christmas? What in the world does Christmas have to do with your life and with my life? What in the world how, in other words, how is it truly relevant to how we live our lives in this day and age? Let me tell you 
what is so relevant about it. Let me tell you why it's so big of a deal. In July of uh, 1969, there was an American astronaut by the name of Neil Armstrong who stepped onto the moon and was the first astronaut to literally walk on the moon. It was a big deal, right? But that is nothing compared to when God, the creator of the universe, stepped out of heaven and stepped onto earth and walked on this earth and lived on this earth. The reason why that is such a big deal is simply because God became one of us. You see, when you think about the big deal of Christmas, it's a big deal when the God of the universe literally became one of us. He became a human being just like you and me. Now, I'll be honest with you. If I was God, if I were God and I were going to come to earth and I was going to let the world know that I had arrived, I wouldn't have probably chosen to do it the way God chose to do it. I would have done it, you know, at, you know, during the World Cup finals. You know what I'm saying? I mean, where the whole world is watching. I would have done it at the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I would have made a lot of hype and a lot of big deal, a big fuss about it. Because I would want the whole world to know that God was coming to earth. But God had a different plan. And rather than coming with a lot of hype, a lot of fanfare, a lot of drama, you know what he decided to do? He decided... To come in the form of one of us. In fact, in the, in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 and following, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet which was the prophet Isaiah, who made this prophecy some 740 years before this event occurred. And he said, look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So why is Christmas a big deal? The reason why it's a big deal is simply because God came to earth in the form of a human being. In other words, he came into the world just like we came into the world. He was born into the world. And why is that such a big deal? The reason why is because we have the ability to relate to God. Why? Because God became one of us. Think about that. God could have come in a lot of different ways, but he chose to come in the form of an innocent, precious baby. You know why? Because no one's afraid of a baby. He could have done something that could have freaked people out. He could have done something that, that have perhaps scared people. But at the end of the day, he came knowing that no one would be afraid of a child, of a baby. And he came in the form of an innocent child. Why? Because he became like us. He was born like us. He was raised like us in many ways. He, he walked on this earth. He lived like we live. He experienced the things that 
we experience in our life. In other words, he literally encountered everything that you and I could ever possibly imagine and experience in our lives. Physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, you name it, Jesus Christ experienced it. He knows what it's like to go through disappointment. He knows what it's like to, to suffer with hurt and he knows what it's like to be portrayed. He knows what it's like to be rejected. Hey, he knows what it's like to carry the weight and the pressure and the stress that many of us perhaps know and understand because we carry the weight of so many things on our own shoulders. Jesus knew exactly what it was like to, to go through the situations and the circumstances that we all face. And the reason why Christmas is relevant to you and to me is because, listen to this, is simply because we can relate to him because he became one of us. Now, I don't know what you perhaps are experiencing in your life, but I want you to understand that Jesus knows, he understands because he's been there. You know what the scripture teaches us in Philippians 2 verse 7? He gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And so we need to understand that the relevancy of Christmas is the fact that every single person in this room tonight can relate to him because he became one of us. But you know what else? There's a reason for Christmas. In other words, it's the why behind the what. He came so that you and I could be rescued. He came to rescue the world that was living in sin, in darkness, in isolation. God came to earth in the form of a human being. He became one of us. Not only so we could relate to him, so that ultimately we could be rescued from our sin. My middle child, our daughter Ashlyn, who happens to be here tonight, um, she and I, along with our family, many, many years ago, went to Cancun, Mexico. And we were out in the beautiful waters. We were uh, out in the, the ocean there, and there was a rip current. And we didn't realize it, and the waves increasingly became stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, she and I got separated. And in this moment of separation, and we were out enough in the water where we could not touch the bottom. So here we are getting caught up with the waves, getting caught up in the current, and suddenly we looked at one another, and I could see the expression on my daughter's face, and I saw in her eyes that moment of panic and fear and desperation. And by God's grace, I did everything I could to reach out to her and grabbed her by the hand, and I was able to swim with the current at this point to eventually get out of the current so that we could eventually get to a place where we could touch the ground beneath us and we eventually made it safely back to shore. But it was in that moment with a fear and all of a sudden that reality of desperation, I knew that if I didn't reach out, I potentially would lose her forever. And I'm here to tell you that the God of this universe who loves you so much when he looked down on all of mankind, those whom he loves, those whom he created, and he saw 
the impact that sin had on our, our lives. He became one of us so that his outstretched arm could reach down and to rescue us from our sin, from our desperation, from all of our fears, to rescue us from our guilt and our shame that sin has brought into our lives and has brought into the world. Hey, if you want to know what Christmas is all about, hey, if you want to know the reason why Christmas is a big deal, it's simply because the God of this universe, the God that created you and me, not only loves us, but listen to this, he became one of us, and he became one of us so that he could rescue us from our sin. I love what the scripture says in 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. There is only one God and Christ Jesus is the only one who can bring us to God. Jesus was truly human and he gave himself to rescue all of us. Do you realize that every single one of us are sinners in need of a savior? You don't believe me? Let me ask you a question. I'm just curious tonight on this Christmas Eve. How many of you here tonight, let's be real, let's be honest, how many of you have ever taken something that didn't belong to you? In other words, you stole something, okay? Come on, let's, hey, you're in church tonight, it's Christmas Eve, somebody, let's get real, let's get honest. I'll raise my hand on that one. All right, okay, appreciate your honesty. I'm curious, how many of you perhaps have ever... uh, told a white lie. In other words, you kind of exaggerated the truth. Come on, let's get, let's get real tonight. Let's get honest. It's Christmas Eve. Come on. My goodness, can you believe on this Christmas Eve, I am speaking to a large audience of thieves and liars in this place? You know what that tells me? That tells me we're all sinners in need of a Savior. And whether you realize or not, you can't save yourself. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus is the one who can remove the guilt of the, 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 the stain of guilt and shame in our lives. Only Jesus can remove and forgive all of our sin. You know what the scripture teaches us? The scripture teaches us in Romans 6:23, for the wages of sin is death. You know what the wages means? It simply means, hey, what we earn, what we deserve. Because of sin is death. Not only physically, but ultimately spiritually, eternal separation from God. That is what we deserve. But I love the second half of that verse. Because it says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The scripture tells it to, it like, tells it to us like this in 1 John 4 verses 9 through 10. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world. So that we might have eternal life through him. And this is real love. That he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away all of our sin. How many of you ever heard the statement? In fact, I said it at the very beginning. Jesus is the reason for the season. You've heard that, right? We've said that, right? And that's why we're here tonight. We're here to celebrate and to acknowledge that Jesus is the reason for the season. And all of that is true. That is a true statement. But can I take that a step further and take it a little deeper? Look at me and listen to me. You're the reason for the season. You're the reason 
why we're celebrating tonight. The reason why we're celebrating tonight is because God loved you and me so much that he came into this world, became one of us, so that we could relate to him, so that we could have a relationship with him, so that we could be rescued from our sin, so, so that we could be truly forgiven, so our past could be forgiven and forgotten, so all of our past, present, and even future sins that we're not even aware of yet, that we've yet to even commit, we need to understand that we are the reason for the season because Jesus was born into this world. He lived like we live, so much so that he went to a lonely cross and died on that cross, but three days later was resurrected so that we could have forgiveness, have salvation, and have the gift of eternal life forever and forever. That is what Christmas is all about. That's the gift of salvation. And that is the result of Christmas. So the relevancy of Christmas is so that we can relate to him. And what we need to understand is that the reason for Christmas is so that we can be rescued from our sin. In other words, we get a mulligan. We can have a second chance at life. A new beginning. A fresh start. But the result is so that ultimately we can be reconnected with our creator. That's why he came. You know, in Romans chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, it says it this way. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were all still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. I don't know what you're guilty of. I don't know what you've done. But I want to share with you tonight on this Christmas Eve that your future is not defined by your past. But because of what Jesus did for you and me, tonight we can have a new beginning. And tonight we can make peace with God. We can make peace with other people. And tonight, we can be reconnected with our Heavenly Father who loves us, who made us so that we could have a relationship with Him, so that He could have a relationship with us, so that we could be reconnected. Do you realize that you were made by God and for God? And life will never ever make sense in this life until you understand that fact. I wish reading something the other day that I thought was a little interesting, and I'll close with this. There is a phenomenon growing right now that has taken the toy industry by storm, and it really kind of hit a crescendo this Christmas. And it's referred to as the cadults, cadulting. Or another phrase or form that uh, has kind of taken popularity, which basically means the same thing, and it's called adultolescence. What that means is these are adults that are now constituting some $9 billion because adults in their 30s and 40s are going back, they're going vintage to the 
games that they grew up with as children. So the biggest trend that's happening among adults is something called self-gifting. In other words, adults are buying gifts for themselves because of the nostalgia of going back to their childhood, going back to the memories, going back to what they remembered most about those memories. What's driving it? What's driving it is that many adults have realized that in today's world with social media, it's left a void. It's left a vacuum. There's a hole in their soul. There's a sense of emptiness. And they're going back to their childhood. They're clinging to memories of something that can somehow, some way, fill the void, fill the loneliness, fill the void and the emptiness in their life. But I want to share something with you tonight. In just a few minutes, many of you are going to go home. And you're going to gather around with family and friends. Some of you will be going out to restaurants. Either later tonight, you'll be exchanging opening gifts. Some of you tomorrow, you'll be getting up early and you'll be opening gifts. You know what's crazy about these gifts? Many of them are gifts that, and it's the thought that counts, right? They're gifts that will eventually get worn out. Some will break before the end of the day. Some will have no relevancy whatsoever. We'll open the gift and we'll kind of, out of politeness, we'll smile and in our head we'll be thinking, what in the world? Really? I mean, really? You expect me to wear this? How tragic would it be to miss the relevancy of Christmas? How tragic would it be to miss the reason for Christmas? And how tragic would it be to miss the ultimate result of Christmas, to be reconnected with God through a gift that He's given to us? Listen to this, it's personal, it's real. It's been thought through, it's been tailor-made, it's been customized, it's personal because it's for you. And it's practical. It simply means that we can apply it to our everyday life. We can live it out in our everyday life to, to bring new hope and new meaning and new purpose and fulfillment. We can have this gift that is practical in every way to help us in our marriage, to help us raise our children and our families, to help us have more peace and joy and fulfillment in life. There's this gift that's been made available, that's been thought through because it's personal, it's practical. But you know what else? It's priceless. You know why? Because it costs God everything. It cost Him the blood of His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who made the greatest sacrifice of all. And because He came back to life, that makes this gift that we're talking about tonight on this Christmas Eve permanent. That means it's going to last forever. That means the gift of salvation and the gift 
of forgiveness that's through Jesus Christ gives us the greatest gift of all, and that is the eternal security of heaven. And we put our faith and we put our trust in Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but the reality is you are the reason for the season. And tonight I want to invite you to open up the greatest gift of all. In other words, can I invite you tonight to self-gift, to give yourself a gift tonight by opening up the door of your heart and inviting Jesus to come in and to take up residence in your life. Would you bow your head and your hearts with me in a moment of prayer and as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed for just a moment. Let me ask you a question. If someone were to ask you, what is the big deal about Christmas? What would you say? And the question is, has Jesus become a big deal to you? Has he transformed your life? Have you experienced his forgiveness? Have you put your faith and your trust in him to be your Lord and your Savior? If you're still on the fence about that, if you're still processing that, if you've come to services like this in the past and you've thought about it, you've contemplated it, let me ask you one last question. How many more Christmases do you have to have an experience before you open up the door of your heart and receive the greatest gift of all? God's not going to force himself upon you. But the reason why tonight this gift is so timely is because you may not have another Christmas. You may not have another opportunity like tonight to put your faith and to put your trust in the one who died for you. And I want to invite you right where you are to make that decision by receiving the greatest gift the world has ever known, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of salvation, and the gift of eternal life. Receive it tonight as a free gift into your life. Would you pray with me something like this, if that's your need tonight? Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus came to earth. He became just like me. He was born. He walked and lived like me. He died on a cross so that I could be forgiven. And tonight, by faith, I invite Jesus to be the Lord of my life, to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life tonight and giving me a new beginning. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, no one's looking. 
If you happen to have prayed that prayer, would you let me know by just simply holding up your hand high toward heaven tonight, saying, yes, count me in. I just prayed that prayer in my heart and in my life tonight. Just slip up your hand high toward heaven tonight. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed. No one's looking. Just say, yes, count me in. Count me in. Count me in. That's awesome. That's wonderful. God bless you. God bless you. Many, many hands tonight. Father, tonight we celebrate with these who lifted their hands. God, we rejoice with each and every person. Lord, I pray that tonight, as they've opened up the door of their heart, as they've received this gift tonight of salvation and forgiveness in eternal life, I pray that tonight they'll leave here with peace, knowing that they're forever has been decided upon tonight. And that forever is an eternal home called heaven. Father, thank you that it's in times like this that, Lord, as we come close to you, that, Lord, we can experience the fact that you have come close to us. May your presence be felt, and may we leave different than the way we came. We give you praise and give you all the glory for who you are and for all that you've done. We pray this tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, can we celebrate that moment tonight? Celebrate with those who made life's greatest decision. That's wonderful. Well, I want to invite everybody to do me a big favor right now. I want you to pull out your cell phone. And as you're pulling out your cell phone, I just want to ask those of you here tonight who prayed that prayer with me, you raised your hand. I want to invite you to do something very, very important, but it's also very practical and simple if you have access to your mobile phone there. If you prayed that prayer with me tonight, I want to invite you to do something. And I want you to invite, excuse me, I want to, I want to encourage you to type these words. I want to invite you to simply text these words tonight. R-T-L Jesus to the number 97,000. I think we have it here on the screen behind me. R-T-L Jesus to the number number 97,000. If you prayed that prayer tonight with me and you raised your hand, we would love to know. And that will simply allow you to fill out a digital form and you can shoot that back to us and we want to make something available to you tonight. In fact, it's a little booklet that I put together called Rethinking Life Every Day. Just outline some next steps in your spiritual journey. It's a little 30-day reading plan uh, through the life of Jesus that can help you get to know not only Jesus in a more personal, intimate way, but also just learn more about how to navigate the Bible and start applying the Bible to your everyday life. I think it will be an encouragement to you and help answer some spiritual questions that you have. And we'd love to give you one of these uh, free booklets. You can grab it on your way out tonight. We have a table out called Next Steps, and you can stop by there. You can also fill out what we call our Connect card. You were introduced to this at the beginning of the service. And you can fill out the information there as well. If you don't have access to the phone, you can drop this in the offering containers. It comes by here in just a second. But what we would really appreciate you doing is just letting us know that you prayed that prayer and you put a check mark in that little blue line that says, I'm, I'm giving my life to Jesus tonight. And we would encourage you, don't allow this moment to just be something you do as a way of checking off of a box. But allow this to be a moment that marks a new beginning 
of a new spiritual journey and a relationship that you cultivate. And we want to help you through that process and that journey as we begin the new calendar year of 2023. That's why we're doing a series called Life Shift. And we want to help you make some shifts in your life so that you can experience the life that God has planned for you. And so we would encourage you to get connected, get plugged in, and get rooted into the local church so that you can become all that God has destined you to be. Well, I'm going to do that one last thing, and we're going to have the opportunity tonight to give. You know, God so loved, He what? He gave. He gave His one and only Son. And when you think about giving, we give out of a heart of gratitude. We give out of a heart of thanksgiving. We give as a way of saying, God, thank you for coming to earth, becoming one of us, for dying on a cross and being raised back to life. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness and salvation. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. And tonight, let's give Jesus the greatest gift we could possibly give him. Not only our hearts and our lives, but let's give tonight financially as a way of saying, God, thank you. The wise men came, the scripture says, bearing gifts. They gave frankincense and myrrh. They bowed down and they worshiped the Christ because he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's why we worship him through giving. It's acknowledging who he is, that he has first place in every area of our lives. So you can do that through the offering envelope. You can do that through the simplicity of a text. And tonight... We would invite you to join us as we pray over our offering. Father, we thank you for the privilege tonight to be able to give. Thank you, Father, that tonight that you exemplified, you demonstrated that you first gave to us through your one and only son, Jesus. So I pray that tonight as we give in this offering, Lord, that you would be pleased, that you would be glorified. And Lord, we don't want people here tonight to feel pressure or obligation or awkward in any way. Lord, we know that for those of us who call Rethink Life our church home, Lord, this is just a part of the joy that we get to experience knowing that we are sowing and we are investing in changed lives. Father, we love you. We worship you tonight. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.